God loves you today. The one true living God is in this place. He's called us to be people of his presence. And we responded to the call in January in our time of prayer and fasting with that focus of responding to the call of Jesus to come away abide with him. I felt such a strong sense from the Lord that He wants each of us to spend time in His presence. He wants each of us to spend time in His presence and ask the question, how does God see you? It's just an invitation that today, that tomorrow, that this week, that you would spend some time set aside with God, holy time. And when you're, when you're in the zone, when you are more focused on God than anything else, ask the question, how does God see you? Whatever the moment that you can't seem to get out of, whatever the problem, whatever the concern, for me, I have a holy sense that this is also going to lead to us asking the question about us as a church family. How does God see you? It's not all about you, but it involves your life. And so it's so important that we resist the voice of the enemy and the words that the enemy would bring and negative self-talk and all these other things and Instead, we're more focused on God than anything else and ask ourselves, how does God see me? How does God see it? You start to write stuff down, you'll recognize what is from the enemy and what is from flesh, where there's mixture. Look for the Holy One of Israel, the people of His presence, called to be a house of prayer. Worship is what's going to lead us forward, not physical strength, not political power, not money, not agenda. Worship of the living God. Isn't God good? I'm going to take up 15 minutes and give you a scripture to start your week. to the words of Jesus that we sang about today. Jesus said, Everyone who hears my words and obeys them is like a wise man who built his house on rock. It rained hard, the floods came, and the winds blew and hit that house. But it did not fall because it was built on rock. Everyone who hears my words and does not obey them is like a foolish man 
who built his house on sand. It rained hard, the floods came, and the winds blew and hit that house, and it fell with a big crash. Daniel's going to come and talk to us about a foundation. So yeah, work we do um, we do buildings and we do uh, foundation details. And uh, throughout all of history, architecturally, foundation is pretty simple. Today is still the same concept, but as a whole system now. So you have uh, like verses. There's all these different elements that go come up against your building. You have wind forces. You have people walking around in the building. You also have groundwater that wants to push up from the underside of the building. Um, you also have snow loads in certain regions, and all of that weight needs to be transferred down to the ground um, in a stable way. Um, if you don't have a, a good, secure foundation, your building can slide. Um, it could actually move. Uh, um, there's also seismic, like earthquakes, that we need to be concerned about. There's erosion. So, for example, you might need to tie down deeper to find some hard bedrock. Uh, so all that in an effort to keep your building from, from moving and from actually crumbling. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the architect's perspective, Daniel. So that Jesus gives us a example that makes sense. And we talked about it in a vibe it's a, uh, I'm in this intimate relationship with Jesus. I receive life, I receive new spiritual life, salvation from Jesus, and I live from that place. Right? I live from that place. And think about this, that the, the, I'm going to just put the words from the songs we sang today, because they're talking about that. I'm in this relationship with the Jesus the King, is saving grace, and I'm living from that place. And the words of these songs, that's what they're talking about. Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. Jesus referred to himself as the cornerstone as well. When everything around me is shaken, I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus because he's never let me down. He's faithful through generations. So why would he fail now? He won't. I've still got joy in chaos. The rains came. The winds blew. My house is built on you. I've got peace that makes no sense. I won't be going under. I'm not held by my own strength. Because I built my life on Jesus. He's never let me down. He's faithful in every season. So why would he fail now? He won't. He won't fail. He's a sure foundation. Rain came. Wind blew. My house was built on you. I'm safe with you. I'm going to make it through. Relying on Jesus. Staying in that intimate relationship with Jesus. Our King and our Savior. Building our life on it. That's what is being talked about here. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it through. I'm standing strong on you. I'm going to make it through. My house is built on you. I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation. I will put my trust in you alone. I will not be shaken. Jesus, our Savior, and his teaching. A sure 
foundation in life. Jesus is saying that spiritual strength will be evident in the lives of those who listen to Jesus and follow his guidance. Jesus makes a very clear here and in the abide analogy as well. Jesus makes it very clear that it's not just, oh, okay, I check the Jesus box and go live however I want to live. No, no, it's very important that we stay connected. We stay directly, we look at the connection of Jesus as most essential for survival, as foundational. We take direction from it. We, if you think about building a house on a foundation, it's to build straight up, to be built upon, right? Jesus is saying that that's where that strength comes from. And the truth of the matter is, is that we are human and in our humanity we experience weakness and we get a real sense of our faith when we go through a trial, a difficulty, a suffering, and we can lament what is wrong and lament our condition as Job does, but at the same time what we can also do as Job does, and that is declare that I rely on God, that that's where my strength comes from. And as the psalm says in Psalm 73, even if my flesh is weak and my heart seems to be giving out, God is my strength. I wrote in my prayer journal, God, equal sign, my strength. Jesus is saying that damage and instability will be evident in the lives of those who do not listen to Jesus and follow his guidance. So often the easy thing for us to do when we go through a challenge is to ask for somebody else who's also suffering. <coughs> if they're not in a place of living in victory from Jesus, maybe that's not the person to whom you should go. What we should draw counsel from is somebody who's drawing counsel from Jesus. We don't want that damage and instability that Jesus warns us about. When Luke gives his eyewitness account of the same verse, he puts a stronger point on it. He quotes Jesus as putting a stronger point on it. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, but do not do what I say? I will show you. What everyone is like who comes to me and hears my word and obeys. That person is like a man building a house who's dug deep and laid the foundation on rock. When the floods came and the water tried to wash the house away, but it could not shake it because the house was built well. But the one who hears my word and does not obey is like a man who built his house on the ground without a foundation. When the floods came, the house quickly fell and it was completely destroyed. I've been that parent on the beach with the kids who was more into the sandcastle than the kids were. I love to build a sandcastle with them, and then I kind of also love to dig a moat around it, and then dig a channel from the ocean so the water can come around it. And that, that, that image that Jesus gives us is one we can see very clearly of crumbling and destruction. So what we learn is that Jesus Christ wants us to listen to him. Jesus Christ wants us to follow his guidance. And that as we follow the instructions of Jesus Christ, we will grow in spiritual strength. You see in the interaction between Jesus and his followers, times where he's calling them to grow in spiritual strength. So what we should do is read the words of Jesus. You are facing a challenge. What you can do is put into Google first the word Bible. 
then the word Jesus, and then the topic that you are searching for. And look for the scripture reference where Jesus is speaking on that topic. And then read that chapter and look at who is Jesus talking to? What's the context? And then what was their response? And that gets us into the rest of the New Testament. And then you can get a sense of what Jesus meant by what he said. Does that make sense? Google Bible, Jesus, topic, look up the scripture, look at the context, who is Jesus talking to, what's the plain, simple, obvious truth of what Jesus is saying, and then what did they do about it? Was there a response that God affirmed, that God said this is the right response? Then you will know that you are believing what is reliable. Jesus is saying, my words are reliable. When Jesus is calling out the hypocrisy of bad spiritual leaders, and he's calling his followers forward, he's saying, my words are reliable. And we see in the eyewitness accounts that many people who heard the teaching of Jesus said, we've never heard anybody teach like this. He taught with clarity, he taught with truth, he taught words that were reliable, and he taught with a spiritual authority. And if there's one thing that our culture does not understand, it's spiritual authority. Jesus is the one who has the spiritual authority, who is a teacher, who is reliable. So ask God for understanding. When you look at the verse and you go, I don't know what that means. Be honest about that. Don't pretend. This is, fake it till you make it, we'll wreck you with this. Because you'll end up doing foolish things. Identify what your questions are. Ask God, write the question down, and then ask the Holy Spirit, because when Jesus said, John 14, the Holy Spirit would do, he would guide us in truth. Say, okay, Holy Spirit, here is my question about what Jesus said, and ask the Holy Spirit to help you with it. Pray about it first, before you look at some JoJo's blog, or someone's TikTok on the subject. Oh, it's got the flesh there. Now, ask questions if you are in the journey of interacting with the Holy Spirit. It's a journey. Now, ask questions about what is mysterious. The followers of Jesus did this. They said, yo, question. I don't understand that. And there were some things he explained to the whole crowd, and there were some things he explained to the smaller group of followers. Write down, then, and you get the answers, the truth, in a memorable sentence. Try... Watch this now. In your words, in a short sentence as possible, write down the truth from Jesus that is easy for you to remember. Because I guarantee you this, the teaching of Jesus is powerful, it's reliable, it's relevant, and it's memorable. You are never going to possess a truth that you don't take ownership of. That you don't take into your being. And we get frustrated, right? We get frustrated in the journey. But we've got to give time and energy. The struggle is the work that you put in. And when you put that work in to understand the truth, it means something to you. If I just give you truth, it doesn't mean it didn't cost you anything. You didn't have to wake yourself up and get here, which wasn't easy for me. Probably wasn't easy for you. If it doesn't cost you anything, it doesn't mean anything. 
If you put effort into what is it that Jesus is saying, it means more to you. And then you build your life on it. You say, whoa, I did this because Jesus said that. And look what the effect was. Write the truth, the memorable sentences, and apply the truth. So we start Black History Month, and I love this prayer from Reverend Jesse John McNeil. I want to close with a great prayer that is relevant to what you might be feeling on this subject. Almighty and everlasting God, our Heavenly Father, whose mercy and loving kindness are known to all who trust in thee. He, he prayed in King James, okay? Hang in there. It's a good prayer. We thank thee for thy unfailing promises to us, thy children. Generation after generation, see thee and are found of thee. We cast ourselves upon thee and are supported by thee. We live secure in the sure and certain fulfillment of thy precious promises. Thou hast promised, O God, that while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. We praise thy name for these manifestations of thy unfailing providence in the midst of sorrow or joy or sickness or health, adversity or prosperity. Grant, we beseech thee, that we may never lose sight of thee. And when the storms of confusion and uncertainty overtake us, speak peace to our soul, O blessed Lord, and enlighten our mind with thy Holy Spirit. Lighten our burdens by strengthening our spirit. Keep us strong and give us courage. And when the ways of our common life would tend to discourage and embitter us, give us the grace and the patience to maintain a loving and a confident spirit through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. God, we thank you for your presence here in this place today. We thank you that you said you never leave us or forsake us. That as we go from this place today, you can lead us forward. That wherever we go, whatever we do, you are present. That you love us. You saved us because you love us. And that the teaching of Jesus is built on you, God, the definer of love, the giver of love. And so we can trust the teaching of Jesus. We can build our lives on the teaching of Jesus. And you are going to help us build our life on the teaching of Jesus. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being here today. Grace and peace to you. Have a great week.